0: It's time to play the show. The bell has rung, and that big show might be over. But it's time for us to bring wrestling information you can enjoy with the math predictions, analysis, the ups and downs of professional wrestling, all reaction, some beverage drinking to bring you Logic on Tap with your good brothers. It's It's time time for you you to look into the eyes of Howard Howard Blues
1: and the Mark Kitter on Beer, Blues, and B.S. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special wrestling review episode from your good brothers over at the Triple B. I am your host, the Living Embodiment Charlie Brown. Howard Blues here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight?
0: Well, Jayco I'm here. I'm I'm doing okay. I thought you were going to say something else because you know, I like to say that I am the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder, and uh, you were like I uh, yeah I'm Charlie Brown. <laughs> I, I was uh, waiting uh, for something else.
1: I, I'm going to be honest, Kidder. So. Uh, Sorry, for those who actually tune in, uh, you might hear me coughing. I'm getting over a sinus infection. They have me on antibiotics and a uh, steroid. Well, this' quite dead yet. Yeah. Uh, one of the side effects, though, kidder, of the steroid is it can cause insomnia. It can keep you awake at night. So I we, we really should have followed your suggestion from last night and just stayed up till 4 a.m. and watched the show because I got like all of like two hours of sleep last night.
0: Yeah, we could have been done with this way earlier yeah
1: i i mean if i wasn't gonna sleep i might as well have watched elimination chamber
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it is what it is and so uh we're here now i'm gonna do the best i
0: can <laughs> we're here now yes yeah. glad to have you here there jaco as you're still hacking and coughing two hacks lining up to talk about WWE's Elimination Chamber, the 2024 event, the final stop on the road to WrestleMania. But before we get there, there's something I wanted to share, but I forgot the past two weeks on our show, the main show, Beer Blues BS, and Howard, I know you'll be interested in this. How about that, huh? <laughs> wow. That uh, looks like quite the piece. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's a nice uh, hard piece of uh, furniture. <laughs> uh, hopefully, one day, I can get this signed. Because that'll be cool. Now, Punk, if you ever see this... Thanks for watching. Please don't turn it off. And I would love to uh, meet you and get this autographed. So if anybody knows CM Punk or CM Punk, you're watching this. I would love to uh, meet you and get this autographed. and Obviously, you are welcome on the show. Please.
1: I mean, that would be a big get for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It yeah. uh, would her, be a big if, get. I, uh,
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to try to do my best not to cough throughout uh, tonight. Uh, And one of the things that always helps with that is a little vocal lubrication. So Uh, we should probably continue with a segment that we carry over from our main show. And that is everybody's favorite segment. What's on tap? Mm -hmm, So uh, I, I have mine. So I'll hop in uh, because I'm on the uh, whole antibiotic steroids. No drinking for Howard, which means unfortunately, if you tuned into this to see if I was taking penalty shots, not happening. Uh, but I have here uh, a flying cauldron butterscotch beer. So a non-alcoholic uh, drink. I gonna be pouring it over some ice cream that I have in this really handy dandy uh, triple B pint glass. Yeah, right. snazzy. Uh, and that's what I will be drinking to get me through uh, the Scotch yeah.
0: beer. So so Kidder, what are you having? <clears throat> I um I haven't thought that far, you know. I was getting all the technology set up, all the things, excited to see if you are having a beverage and well, let's let's dig in. And obviously doesn't matter what you're drinking, because it can be alcoholic, non alcoholic Juice, whatever. For me, I uh, better get something <clears throat> something strong. I could join you with the root beer. You know, got the old 1919s here. I could do that, but I, one of us better have something to drink. <clears throat> because this, <laughs> this was Elimination Chamber, the final stop on the road to WrestleMania. Ah, uh, let's see here. Let's go to Nevada. And the Fry Ranch. Farmers and distillers, non-chill filtered, straight rye whiskey. It's distilled from 100% slow-grown winter rye. And it is absolutely delicious. I do do thoroughly enjoy the old Fry Ranch. Uh, tasty straight white rye whiskey. It's aged six years, and they uh, put their, their geo-coordinates on the front of the bottle, inviting you to go visit them. And I wouldn't mind stopping by there, seeing their setup and whatnot uh, one of these years. Ah. <sighs> It's a delicious smell, and again, the story behind this is discovered this at Trevor's in Phoenix, Arizona. So if you visit Trevor's, tell them Kidder sent you, and they will likely ask you who is Kidder and why did he send you there.
1: They just need to remind him that you were that guy who showed up like three times in a single day.
0: I think it was only two the one day, but we were there like five times in the six, five, four days that we were there. <laughs> Some number of days, uh, you know. But anyway, <clears throat> cheers to your health, Howie Blues. As Hulk Hogan would say, take your vitamins and say your prayers, brother. Mm, that's good
1: that is good mm.
0: yes it is good i'm glad you recognize how delicious this whiskey is
1: good to tell you though in person never tried it
0: well, in, okay in 40 what was it 42 days 43 days something like that you will have a chance Mm. Butterscotch notes and the pepper. Yeah. Love that peppery nature of the rye. Just. Mm. Anyway. Man. We... Man. I hope people uh, actually tune in and stick with us because uh, this one's going to be a doozy like it usually is. Uh, not it? too many matches because we have two Elimination Chamber matches. And uh let's uh right off the the start of it here tell everyone who is not familiar with what we do the rules howard the ref
1: yeah so if you've never joined us for one of our wrestling reviews uh, hey welcome you're in a good place uh and you're in for a good time we are just two guys who enjoy wrestling and have watched it for years Although at times have faded in and out of watching. So unlike other review shows where the guy is some super analytical, has the inside information and probably thinks they know everything that they should know. We clearly, uh, you know, we're just two guys with opinions and that's it. And we're going to kind of have a good time breaking down the show. Kidder has seen the show. I have not seen the show. Uh, because I have kids, and that tends to keep me out of uh, watching wrestling, so I have to live completely vicariously through Kidder, So which means when Kidder suffers, I suffer, although not as much, which is usually why I do penalty shots on this show. You see, Kidder and I have a tradition. We make predictions about how we think the show is going to go. Who's going to win the matches? Sometimes we throw in bonus questions, things like that. It's kind of been our way to make the pay-per-views and now premium live events. Interesting. And the winner at the end of the night receives the now defunct WWE pay-per-view bragging rights. Uh, which, pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, Kidder is currently the holder of uh, bragging rights. He won it back at the Royal Rumble after I finally had gotten it away from him. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, we have already locked in our predictions. So if you want to see how we predict it, go check out that show. Although we'll probably tell you... Ya- who we picked, uh, so that you can at least kind of keep a score along with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with that, I hand the mic over to to break <laughs> it down.
0: Ba-na-na-na, ba-na-na-na-na, ba-na-na-na-na, ba-na-na-na-na. <clears throat> yes. So we also, after finishing our regular Triple B episode last night, Realized this show started at 4 a.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. in Australia. So we figured we better do our predictions. And so they are out there. We locked them in almost about 20 hours ago. So the proof is out there. Mhm, and and we have very wild. Uh, a lot of times with these pay per views, Kidder
1: and I are pretty close. It comes down to one or two matches as to who wins, but we only have two answers that are the same tonight, Kidder. So mm. somebody has the chance to come out as a big winner, and somebody could be a big loser tonight.
0: Somebody call your mama.
1: Um, no, oh, she's going to bed right now.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, let's get the Funkasaurus back in here, because this is going to be crazy. Oddly enough, there is a Funkodactyl in the show tonight. So timely, I guess. Okay, Elimination Chamber, uh, again, early this morning. And uh, WWE also recorded SmackDown in Australia, so good on you, mate, for getting the full use out of... uh, being down under. Uh, a couple notes right away. I was uh, pretty disappointed in the opening video because I thought it was just a promo to waste two minutes of time to lead to the top of the hour. But uh, no, that was the show open. <laughs> uh, it was pretty, pretty disappointing. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <clears throat> so there's that. The overall graphics... Very nice. Very good. I enjoyed the graphics package. I like the 3D chains and the spinning of the uh, elimination chamber three-dimensionally. It's a little different than than the one behind me here, but very similar. I do have to mention, and I think this is uh, put in there on purpose, you know, because Hail Hydra... But the logo for Elimination Chamber with Perth underneath looks like the Hydra logo. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, you you so you <laughs> saw
1: that too? Well, uh, not right away, but now that you mention it, uh, Kidder, yeah. Uh, as I I uh, think about what it looks like, I can see it now. Now that you pointed out. So
0: I'm I'm working on getting a full screen image here. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Hold on. the presses. We'll get Hold there. On.
0: Magic. <laughs> Look at this thing. zoom in. And zoom in. See what I'm saying here? Yeah, I mean, yeah. The it's it's got, right a, it's got a it's got a. It's six. Well, it's, it's got
1: a bit of that flavor.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sketchy. Very sketchy. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. All right. We got that out of the way. Other than that, uh, the Avalanche lost uh, tonight. Quick bit of uh, disappointing. And it was at home. That's how that goes. Okay, uh, fifty-two thousand five hundred ninety in attendance, which has made this—I I mean, I—I I don't remember the exact number, but it's basically the same amount of people who've attended SummerSlam uh, recently. So that's, that's good.
1: That's a pretty big show.
0: Yeah. Huge arena, packed to the rafters. And guess what, Howard? The kickoff show had a match! They didn't advertise that it was on the kickoff show, but they had a match!
1: We're going to have to start making that a bonus question on these WWE events. Is there a match on the kickoff show?
0: It's ridiculous. And, okay... Out of all of them, do you want to guess the match that's on the kickoff show?
1: Um, The tag titles.
0: Yep, the women's tag match. <laughs> Kabuki Warriors versus Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae for the women's tag team championships. This match was eight minutes no, no, fifty five seconds. Yes. Yes.
1: I, I was just I just I wanted to ask because you know it trying to figure out maybe the logic of this. How long was the pay-per-view in total? Was it a three hour show or four hour show? Not counting the kickoff, just the, the main show. Because I, I'm just curious if like this got kicked for time or and if it's like a three-hour show and they really only had four matches, I mean, I guess if you're doing an hour for each elimination chamber, roughly 20 minutes for the two singles.
0: Uh, well, I was <clears throat> I was trying to do some, some rough math here. And uh, the way they broke it down on uh, the wikipedia page for the official times is kind of weird
1: uh because oh, I, I just i was just curious if you knew like hey i started watching it at noon today and it was oh
0: done by like
1: two yeah.
0: of course i started it at an off time and then did not you know see mm. exactly when it started but doing rough math I mean, we're at like an hour 45 with the regular matches, and then over an hour with, according to this, both of the uh, illumination chambers.
1: So, probably about a three hour show, three and a half maybe, when you throw in all the promos and ads and the Mm -hmm. Grayson Waller
0: experience.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't uh, even know if that's what it's called.
0: Uh, effect, but yeah, basically. Yeah, oh,
1: it's close.
0: Yeah. It's close. Basically, that was in there. That that did take up good 15-plus minutes. So, <clears throat> there's that. Yeah, we're talking about a three-hour show.
1: Okay. All right, anyway, back to uh, the Kabuki Warriors versus whoever they're going to stomp. At least I hope they can stop.
0: Candice and Indy Hartwell, and this pandering to Australia because... Uh, Indy Hartwell's from Down Under So you gotta pander to the local crowd And thus guaranteeing That they are not going to win So uh, as Howard alluded to We both picked the Kabuki Warriors right away Lots of uh, Momentum and cheering for Indy Hartwell being the home country lady. A uh, little action to try and get the crowd fired up. I would even say this match is better than the women's elimination chamber match. Wow. Yeah. I. This is uh, the
1: kickoff match.
0: We'll, we'll get to that. So... Right away, Indy hit a shoulder tackle, more offense, boot to the chest. LaRay tags in. Uh, Indy slams LaRay onto Sane for a two-count. Asuka tags in, gets boots to the face on LeRae. LeRae uh, hit Asuka in the corner. Senton splash to the back for another two-count. Asuka distracted the referee, so... Kari kicked LaRay off the turnbuckle to the floor. Sane tags in, missed an attack when Laray moved. Asuka gets back in to prevent a tag as Asuka hit a German suplex, one, on LaRay, followed by a running knee. Sane tagged in with a forearm smash off the top rope for two. Uh, Asuka was back in, hip attack, knocks Indy off the apron. Asuka then hits Bulldog, followed by a Sane dropkick and a two count again. LeRae kicks Asuka to the uh, break free. So Indy got the hot tag, leads the cheers. Everybody's going crazy. Indy hits clotheslines along with a double noggin knocker. Everybody went nuts. Indy then hit a spinebuster on Asuka and a spinebuster on Sane. On to Asuka for two Indy knocked Asuka off the apron onto the floor and then Indy hit a flat liner. Candice LeRae tagged in hit a springboard moonsault for two because Sane broke up the pin. LeRae sent Sane out of the ring. Indy was back in. Asuka hit back and fist in a German suplex. Two. Indy got a roll up for two and a forearm into the face and then uh, LeRae tagged in while holding Indy's hand and Sane tripped up Indy so LeRae went crashing on the ropes Sane sent Indy into the ring post then Sane tagged in Asuka held LeRae and Sane hit the insane elbow on LeRae for the one two and three official winners Kabuki Warriors
1: well that does sound like a good A good tag match, and um, I I mean, we both chose the Kabuki Warriors. I think it was kind of clear they just got the titles. This is their first pay-per-view defense. They weren't going to lose it here, so I I think this was an easy one. And maybe because it was so predictable, that's why it was on the kickoff.
0: Maybe. It's a guess. Sure. Sure. Yeah, why not? Um, Other than that, this is when that other piece happened, the video, suddenly. And then, welcome to Australia, it's Elimination Chamber. Well, it wasn't that. It was, uh, and now from Perth, Australia, Elimination Chamber. And I was like, oh, opening video has come and gone. Okay.
1: Yeah. So who did we uh who do we end up with as the commentators over in good old Perth,
0: Australia? We ended up with both voices of both shows, as in Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Hmm. Because Michael Cole is now the voice of Raw officially, the lead commentator, and uh Corey Graves is the lead commentator for SmackDown.
1: I mean, not a bad pair, but yeah, I'm. I Corey Graves has gotten a little bit worse in my book as he's gone on, and I, we've talked about this. He tends to kind of say the same things over and over. I, I mean, come on, kidder.
0: Interestingly <laughs> enough, I'm at a couple different points in the show, Michael Cole says something. Uh, actually one point later, uh, in the, uh, men's elimination chamber match, uh, drew McIntyre attempted to go for the GTS and Michael Cole says, oh, Drew's going for CM punks, finishing move the GTS. About five seconds later, after it failed, Corey Graves, ah, uh, <laughs> Drew McIntyre just failed to do CM punks, finishing move the GTS. And Michael Cole says, I just said that a couple of seconds ago. <clears throat> right, but it still happened. All right. <clears throat> well, uh, interesting thing that they've been doing for a little while at the beginning of each show to make it more of a live sports feel is they've been showing wrestlers walking into the arena. And it shows, you know. The time that they arrived to the arena, like it's important, Uh, you know, a little spot. So Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, (laughs) Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Logan Paul, Kevin Owens with a koala and Randy Orton. Yes, KO had a koala. (laughs) Because why not? Kevin Owens. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So they came back right uh, into the uh, arena there, and the Elimination Chamber being lowered to the ring because the Women's Chamber set to open the show. All right.
1: And now it'll be interesting because you said Women's Tag Match that was on the kickoff was better than this. So I'm intrigued, sir. I am intrigued. I am hanging on the edge of my seat.
0: It's what we call a tease. So, we, you remember our Royal Rumble discussion about yes. the women's Rumble match? Yes. I want you to keep that in mind as we discuss this, okay? Yeah. On a side note, um, we oh, I guess they also showed Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, Grayson Waller, Seth Rollins, and Cody Rhodes. Entering. Uh then went to Michael Cole. Corey Graves. Uh Michael Cole wished a happy 40th birthday to Corey Graves, because apparently it's his birthday. And then they went to Mike Rome to explain the chamber rules, which talks about once you're pinned or submitted, you're out of the chamber and you must leave and The chamber, blah, blah, blah. You know, because rules are very important to the WWE. Yeah, sure. As you say. Mm -hmm. So in this match, we have Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Becky Lynch, Raquel Rodriguez, Bianca Belair, and Naomi. Naomi. I went with Becky Lynch, and
1: I took a wild guess and went with Liv Morgan, but it was also late, and I was,
0: you know, on cold medicine. Mm-hmm. This match was 32 minutes, 15 seconds too long, <clears throat> and uh, here we go.
1: <laughs> Buckle up, <What>? folks. Now that I've just, I, I'm, I'm waiting to hear about this. You, you put out such a great tease.
0: In the early, I'm just waiting to hear how terrible this <laughs> thing might be. Yeah, okay, I need a drink. So the interesting thing is they they have the first four entrants. They have their their music play, and they come down to the ring, and each of them gets into their pods. And then the final two are actually entrant one and two. So the last person to enter the ring is entrant number one. This isn't the Royal Rumble. Why is that a thing? Doesn't like, matter, right? It it doesn't. So, I, except for time, but the time of
1: the match, I, like it, it's when they ring the bells when the match starts. So it's yeah. always funny, and, and you okay, little little WWE, mm-hmm. you know, shenanigans. <laughs> You know, you will find whoever was number one's time will be longer than number two, even though the match didn't officially start till the bell rings. So mm-hmm. technically, one and two should always be in the match the same amount of time until one is eliminated. Yeah. And, but this,
0: this is why. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah. So. Um. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, all the entrances hit. Uh, they also don't have a time length specified between entrants. It just said after a period of time, another entrant will enter. Like, like what? Kind of you can't even come up with a fake number. It's, you say two minutes in the Royal Rumble, and that's still a lie.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, it's just just have like some kid in the back who just every now and then is like, now? Mm-hmm. How about now? Release another one. Yeah. Not now.
0: That's Now. That's definitely <laughs> <laughs> I fall to sleep again and I'm not even talking about the show. So Bianca Belair made her entrance first. Then Raquel Rodriguez Tiffany Stratton, and then we had uh, Naomi. And let's see. Uh, Becky... Liv Morgan. My notes, missing Liv Morgan, entering. Because uh, Becky Lynch was the last. So Becky Lynch and Naomi officially started the match oh. okay also to be noted uh, if it hasn't been figured out by now the winner of this match <clears throat> challenges the women's world champion at wrestlemania 40 it also took 17 minutes into the show for the bell to ring Wow. This is is the 33rd Elimination Chamber match in WWE history, counting the men's and women's chambers. I also hate that thought of, oh, the bell doesn't ring until the bell rings, and then the time actually starts. Anyway. Right away, we got two. Becky Lynch and Naomi. Side headlock. Uh basically Corey Graves and Michael Cole were already bored with the show and they were talking about how hot was it or how hot it was. Well, how hot was it? It was 100 degrees all week and said cooled down a little bit, but they got an open-air stadium and it was, it was hot. It was so hot that people were melting. So they had cameras in each of the pods along with microphones, and then, of course, people in the cage to watch said people. Uh, Becky and Naomi were going back and forth with a bunch of quick pin attempts. They each hit an arm drag takedown, and Naomi got a sunset flip and an arm submission, but Bench leaned forward for a two count. Naomi had a drop kick, and uh, these moves, let's just say were wafting away from each other, much like the Australian Heat. This was not a stiff match. In fact, if they were actually hitting each other, I, for the most part, would be surprised. It's like uh, Ninja Gaiden. (laughs) (laughs) So Naomi hit a bulldog in the middle of the turnbuckle. That one, you know, connected. Lynch hit a running drop kick. Lynch battled Naomi by the cage as Naomi sent Lynch into the cage a few times. Naomi then hit a split-legged leg drop off the cage, got a two-count. Naomi and Lynch then hit a double crossbody uh, as the clock showed up in the middle of the screen. Went 3-2-1, but nothing happened. And then the clock went... In the corner, 5 4 3 2 1, and finally we heard oh, as the top down uh, of the cage has the lights and they're going around and around. This year they also added the power rankings from WWE 2K24. I have to say that there's some shenanigans because Bianca Belair is a 95. Anyway, Uh third entrant of guess, If you want to say a third entrant first out of the pods, Tiffany Stratton, some chance for her. some booze. She's apparently from battle Lake, Minnesota. Hmm. Didn't know that till I watched SmackDown. Uh, she set up uh, Becky Lynch and Naomi against the turnbuckle and uh, followed it with a handspring back elbow on both women. Then Stratton hit a double drop kick on both who were seated on the mat. Stratton then hit a spine buster on Lynch. Naomi then hit a cross body block at both opponents. Lynch hit a fallaway slam on Naomi Well, Stratton clothesline Lynch. Stratton then set up both women on the ropes, but Lynch met Stratton on the ropes and hit a side Russian leg sweep. Naomi followed with a split-legged leg drop on both women, which looked dumb and got a two count. Naomi slammed Lynch and hit a split-legged moonsault on Lynch. Stratton threw Naomi into the ring post and pinned Lynch and a two count, and then the clock popped up And counted down to zero. Second out of the pods, entrant number four, apparently, Liv Morgan. Goes right after Stratton, starts punching her in the face. Morgan throws Stratton into the pods a bunch of times in a row. Then Liv hits double knees on Lynch's back, you know, a backstabber. And then double knees to Naomi's jaw, which is a code breaker. And then uh, Morgan hit a running backsplash on Lynch and Naomi. Morgan hit running knees on Lynch and Naomi. This is really how it went for like five minutes. Uh, Morgan hit double knees on Lynch again for a two count. And Stratton hit a double foot stomp on Morgan for two. Not two feet, just a two count. Naomi was climbing on the cage. Stratton went after her and Lynch gave Stratton an uh, exploder suplex. One. Into the cage. Lynch was pulling Stratton's arm against the cage, like, through the cage to do the disarm her. But you you can't apparently submit somebody on the apron area inside the elimination chamber. It has to be within the ring area inside the elimination chamber. <laughs> Howard, that- can, can you... <laughs> Can you jump in for this one? Because the whole thing's in there. So if you're in a Hell in a Cell match or a straight cage match and you make it between the ropes or something, you can still submit if the submissions are suddenly a thing for that match. Well, and, and my thing is,
1: again, it's like a no DQ match, but there's rope breaks? You know, there's... Oh, no, not... no. There, word, well, word. well, right, but it... it <laughs> like, well, I can't I just... I don't know why else you'd have the logic of you can't, you know, submit. Does that mean you also can't try to pin out there? Correct. Apparently. <clears throat> this seems news to me. I, I could have sworn that this has happened before, like, this is a rules change.
0: I'm pretty sure that people have been eliminated around the ring on the apron area within the chamber. Yeah. I oh. thought that was very dumb. Anyway, we're still rolling. Uh, Morgan starts attacking Stratton by the turnbuckle. Morgan was on the turnbuckle. Naomi jumped off the pod with a blockbuster. It it looked kind of uh, not good. Uh, Stratton then grabbed Naomi real quick and covered her for a three count. <laughs> it was it was terrible, but Naomi Naomi out of here. <clears throat> Next entrant out of the pods Raquel Rodriguez.
1: Oh, so thinking. I, I no, 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 no. I I, I just I was, was going to catch on this. Uh, quick Google search on the Wikipedia page, which, okay. I know it's Wikipedia, but it follows us. The objective of the match is to eliminate each opponent from the match by scoring a pinfall or a submission. These can occur in the ring or on the chambers elevated floor, but starting with the 2010 event, all pinfalls and submissions must take place in the, within the ring. So that's why we are hung up on this, that it's happened outside because it mm. used to be allowed they changed it in
0: 2010. I think that's a stupid rule to especially to be a, a different 14 years ago and now they mention it <laughs> like uh, we just slide this in here and it changes a little bit. I I'm I'm going to guess and here's my thought is that
1: they wanted to change it so that there was less chance of people actually doing their submissions on the elevated floor cuz that is not a really protective surface.
0: Yeah, that's also different this year. It's not a steel grate. It, I, I'm just, to me, it looked I, like wood that had been painted and textured like it was metal. Interesting. Still not comfortable, but yeah. very different from a steel grate. And that might just be because
1: shipping that entire chamber over to Australia. I could see there planes. being expensive.
0: They didn't have to <laughs> pay for anything except for the jet fuel but but that's my guess that's my guess why they changed that <clears throat> thanks howard good analysis i try We're here for all right so raquel rodriguez is back in and she's running around back and forth and over and hitting people and doing things uh, grabbing her arms and sending people into the cage and then grabbing Liv morgan <clears throat> you know because they were former tag team partners Raquel blocked the double knees, sent Liv into the cage. Raquel went into the ring as the three women then worked together on Raquel with a double DDT for a two count. And suddenly the clock appeared again because, you know, it's about that time. Bianca Belair comes on in, your final entrant. Comes right on in, starts blasting everybody, cleaning the floor. He even hit a delayed vertical suplex on Lynch. Stratton pulled on Belair's ponytail because apparently they had uh, quite a run in NXT, even though I don't think they were in NXT that long together. But I don't watch NXT, so there's that. Belair faced off with Raquel. (laughs) Belair managed to send Raquel out of the ring, so Raquel brought Belair in. Uh, Into the padding outside the ring. Belair countered a move into the cage. Countered a move into the DDT for a two count. Stratton starts hitting Raquel with punches while Raquel's on the top rope. Morgan climbs onto a pod and Morgan jumps off with a senton onto Raquel who was on the top rope. Uh, Lynch and Stratton fought on top of a pod and Stratton shoved Lynch off the pod onto Raquel. On the mat. This whole uh, sequence was very sloppy. To me. Because. it i uh, At one point. Uh, Stratton. Tries to pick up. Two people. And she's uh, on her shoulders. She's going to try and do. Uh, her, her cool. Um, uh, whatever the hell. She called it. Rolling senton. Maybe. Uh, and. Could not carry both and just kind of like, whoop, let her down. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh Stratton hit the uh, Swanton dive off the pod onto the three women. That one actually was probably the best move in this entire match. Uh Stratton battled Morgan into the ring. Stratton hits another rolling senton. Morgan hits Stratton with the Oblivion from the middle turnbuckle. And uh, apparently people did not like that because they like uh, Stratton as a heel.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but Liv Morgan uh, covers Tiffany and a 1-2-3. She goun. Raquel shows off her power with a powerbomb on Belair and a slam on Morgan. Then Raquel hits corkscrew elbow on Morgan. Uh, Lynch takes down Raquel with an armbar, but Raquel powers out, lifting up Lynch and Morgan joins. So Raquel then hit a double Texana bomb on both women. Belair took advantage of that, picked her up, hit the KOD, uh, the kiss of death and uh, hit Raquel and pin for a one-two-three. Raquel, she gone. Now down to Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan. Belair slammed Lynch onto Morgan and Belair hit a moonsault on both women at the same time. Belair was in control, sending Morgan and Lynch into the cage. Lynch kicked Belair, who had Lynch on her shoulders. Lynch knocked down Belair with some kicks. Morgan used her legs to send Belair into one of the pods, and Lynch sent Morgan into the cage, followed by Lynch hitting a reverse DDT and then a regular DDT on both women at the same time. Belair slammed Lynch into the ring. Belair punched Lynch repeatedly. Morgan tried to break it up, but Morgan, uh, she ended up hitting a powerbomb on to uh, Bianca it was a pretty rough landing for Bianca but you know she appeared to be okay Lynch hit a missile drop kick off the top rope for Morgan a two count there Morgan starts fighting back hits a superplex off the middle rope on Lynch Belair tried to go for the 450 splash but Lynch got her knees up and blocked it <clears throat> Belair goes for the KOD on Morgan Liv countered out of it, hits a jawbreaker, i.e., the uh code breaker. Morgan hit double knees on Lynch, counters the move. Belair does does a backflip, avoids the man, handle slam by Lynch. Belair goes for the KOD on Lynch, who landed on her feet, counters Morgan, gets the roll-up of death on Belair, gets a three count, eliminating Bianca Belair, and then Lynch grabs her. Uh, hits a manhandle slam, gets a pin, one, two, and three. Becky Lynch, your 2024 Elimination Chamber winner. Well,
1: uh, I'm going to say, Kidder, it sounds like it. the match, hearing you describe it, it sounds action-packed. It sounds like a good match. However, I'm going to guess the part that I'm missing, the part that maybe why it wasn't as good as that opening tag and why you're feeling it sounds like it was a really sloppy match and that there was a lot of mistakes, a lot of mishitting a lot of it's just not it lacks the polish, yes, that that we're coming to expect for a premium live event in front of, you know, fifty thousand people.
0: yes, it's, you want it's yourself a to Royal be a match where there's people like, I should be doing something <laughs> right now, but, I don't like my partner for this next move isn't ready yet, so I need to wait. So, what should I do? Or they miss, or they botch, which I know they're not perfect all the time, but how can you cover up your flubs and make it look good, right? You know, even if it
1: was some of the flubs, and the, the commentators try to cover with it. Um, but it, it, this is where I think they need to lean a little bit more into the fact that they, if there want to be sports entertainment. They have to play it a little bit more, you know, like sports. You know, we're not that far removed from the Super Bowl. There were things in there where, you know, these guys are professional athletes are making mistakes that affect the game. Maybe they didn't make the optimal pass or throw or they missed a block. You know, they make mistakes and it, it happens and it's okay to to expect that it's a little bit harder in a fight, you know, but I I, I don't know. Maybe there's something there that could be done to kind of help, like, you know, like, oh, she missed that one. You know, where I think it, it gets to the ridiculous level is when, like, somebody clearly misses and the person there is like, my job is to sell. So ah, I'm just going to throw myself to the ground,
0: even though yes. and that happened several times. And it wasn't yeah. like uh you know, this close, and a, it was it was like a this close. Like you gotta, you gotta be a little bit better. Cool. So one of the things, Skitter, I I'm gonna I, I ask
1: because I don't want to dwell on this too long. But how was the how was the overall production? Because
0: at the Royal Rumble, we talked about it was off throughout the whole night. <laughs> it was better. But they were still taking some camera shots uh, randomly. Like uh, later on in the men's, they were trying to take the camera of Kevin Owens pod. And they took an empty pod. (laughs) And then when they're like, ah, it's an empty pod. They hit a different camera that was walking to set up for the next entrant. So just random people and it was sideways. I'm going, okay. Yep, that's not it either. Oh. Um, one of them, they were using the drone again. so, And they had some real awesome shots. Open air stadium, the sun setting. Very gorgeous out there. In, down under uh, for this show, especially. Some great visuals there. But whoever was running the drone thought they were clear and went, and it, so the whole camera goes straight at the ground and starts moving down. And then, ah, ah, quick. Changed to something else. Yeah. Uh, so the the switching, i.e. the selection of cameras between this camera, that camera, right timing, not that good. But there were a few times when they did have it absolute perfection. Yeah, so I was just curious. I, I was curious. I give them a B minus production. tonight.
1: Okay. It's not bad, not bad, but yeah. still rough. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So what what do we get after the uh, women's elimination chamber? I, I'm sure it's another awesome match and not yeah. like three promos and
0: a commercial. Oh, we got we got commercials. There's also a Bailey video. Uh, www.shop.com. The A uh, and E shows are back starting Sunday. I think tomorrow night, if I uh, know the schedule correct. So they have Legends uh, and uh, Rivalries. Those are the two shows. So they're bringing back that show again for another season. So that took up a good five minutes. Having uh, this been done earlier, I was able to skip it. Thank you, fast forward. Next is the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship of the World match. The Judgment Day of Damian Priest and Finn Balor with Dominic Mysterio and New Catch Republic, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. They just changed the name. Or out that as their tag team stable name. Well, and I picked uh, I,
1: Day. You picked Judgment Day. I got the other guys. How does it all work out, Kidder? Who's right. the big winner on this one?
0: Well, they had a big deal about the new Catch Republic, talking about their logo, talking about how they uh, work together, how they were. Uh, NXT UK champions, and uh, it's their brawling style, the brute style of the catch wrestling, and all of that. <clears throat> like, all right, and some El Generico music. <sighs> so, Judgment Day made their way down to the ring, and of course, <clears throat> uh, Standard Judgment Day entrance, but Michael Cole mentioned that our truth traveled to Austria because he thought the premium live event was in Austria. And then he realized nobody else was there because he got to the arena and nobody was there. So he went back to the uh, hotel to watch the show. From Austria. Good bit. Anyway, Good bit. Sunset now because uh, we're an hour into the show. So gorgeous views as the sun's going down. Open air stadium. So it was probably pretty hot. But I still wish they wouldn't do it in these open air stadiums. Because the matches in the sun I always hate. Sha- the shadowing, the lack of special effects lights. You can't see certain things. I just hate it. That's just me.
1: I I don't mind the uh the, the day ones. It's always so weird when it's like you know, ups comes the Undertaker and it's like you know, it just doesn't quite work quite as well.
0: Yeah. And that's really why I hate it. No mystique. All right. NCR guys right away try to go for a quick pin, but, of course, doesn't work. Pete Dunn starts wrenching on Finn Balor's arm and then stomps him. Bait tags in, hits a senton, splash off the top onto Balor for two. Balor goes off the ropes. Priest tags in. Priest punches Bait in the face. Priest hits a broken arrow slam across the ring on Bait for two. Balor goes back in, starts hitting strikes, and then a side headlock. Priest was back in and he's tossed bait into the turnbuckle, delivered a punch to the jaw, followed by some stomps. Dominic starts cheap shotting bait because he was by the ropes. Priest and Balor hit a leg drop, backbreaker combo for two on bait as Pete Dunn makes the save. Bait. Fought out of the corner with a boot jumping uppercut off the middle turnbuckle. Dunn tags in <clears throat> with a jumping Enziguri kicks uh, onto the champions. Dunn had a running leg lariat on Balor, and Dunn goes to the middle turnbuckle, hits a moonsault on both champions onto the floor. Dunn stomps on Balor's hand a couple times. Bait tags back in, leads to a clothesline into a Dunn-German suplex, one, on Balor, and Bate covered Balor for two. Priest tags in, <clears throat> goes for the corner attack. Bait moved, and Priest hit the turnbuckle. Priest came back with a kick to Bate's head along with the clothesline, leading to bait doing a flip bump as Priest gets a two count. Baller tags in, leading to a double-team slam on Bate for a two-count. Balor caught a uh, charging Balor, leading to a spinning slam. B- Bate lifts up Priest for the airplane spin to show off his power. People apparently liked that and got him confused for Cesaro, even though the airplane spin is different than uh, the swing. <clears throat> but... Anyway, uh, Bate hits a spinning slam off the shoulders of Priest. Dunn tags in, leads to jumping kicks, and Bate jumped onto Priest onto the floor. Dunn hit bitter end on Balor. So Dominic put Balor's foot on the ropes for two-count. Bate end up telling the referee, Daphne LaShawn, what happened. And she's like, you did that? You did, you did that? You're that? I don't know why that worked, you know, once in, like, the history of WWE refing. Like, hey, hey, he did this. Like, you did this? Get out of here. It's kind of bizarre. Uh, anyway, um, let's see. We got uh, Balor <clears throat> going for a roll-up undone. Gets a two count. Balor hits a drop kick into the turnbuckle. Balor went up top. Hits the coup de grace. But Dunn avoided it. Dunn does the finger manipulation. A new catch. Hit a double Tyler Driver on Balor. As Bate made the cover for a two count because Priest pulled Bate out of the ring. Everybody started chanting the this is awesome chant. Dunn stomped on Priest's hand, but Priest slammed Dunn into the apron. Bate clothesline Priest onto the floor. Then they go back into the ring. Balor hit a lifting reverse suplex two for two. Priest was back in. Gets a razor's edge attempt, but Bate sent Priest into the corner. Priest didn't go smoothly in there and uh, ended up running into Balor. Dunn tagged in, leading to double team kicks along with punches to the jaw. Dunn and Bate hit the Hammer. Which is a double burning hammer, berm berming hammer. Yeah, don't ask. Uh, this is it was a big slam let <laughs> to a two count. Bait and Dunn made quick tags, leading to more double teaming with jump kicks on Priest. Priest then hits a double south of heaven choke slam both opponents while in the middle turnbuckle. Baller makes the blind tag, goes up top. Baller hits the coup de grace, double knees on done The pinfall in a one, two, three, 17 minutes, 25 seconds. Winners by pinfall, the judgment day. At the end, Baller was uh, holding and, and uh, like operating his hand weird, like his thumb got broken or was out of place or something. So we'll hear about that, potentially, on Monday or Friday or, or never. Oh well, this sounds like a good, an
1: excellent match, uh, it Kidder. It uh, wasn't terrible. No, no. Um, I I will say, in knowing kind of what's coming up, I I get that the finish itself wasn't screwy, but I but I have to ask, this Kidder, is this our DraftKings screwy finish of the night? Oh, okay. No. Oh, there's something that has more screw than this. Okay, well, look forward to that, folks. You know, I have to ask these questions. But uh, no, this uh, this sounds good. I was I was a fan of Tyler Bate and Peter Dunn in NXT. So uh, back when I watched NXT and had time to watch NXT. So I'm hoping they do something with them because I, I think that they could be an excellent tag team and you could have some you know, breathe some life into the tag team division. Cause it's been kind of flat for kind of a while.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's because they have Velcro on the championship belts.
1: I mean, listen, man, we don't need to kick the division while it's down.
0: Yeah. yeah, Kick them. And why do they have two belts? Get rid of them. Make them one because clearly they can't get enough tag teams for two championships. So let's combine the damn things already and get it over with. I'll
1: put it even this way, because uh, I haven't watched in a while. I kind of didn't realize that there were two sets of belts. I can't even tell you who the other champs are.
0: Uh, well, Judgment Day, because they still have the... Uh, technically, they oh, are the good. undisputed Dude. tag team champions. But they still carry the Raw belts and the SmackDown belts. So,
1: yeah, okay, definitely you can get rid of those. <clears throat> I'm with you, Kidder. You you got my support. You got my vote. Thanks. All right, but we gotta stop talking about votes because we're not a political
0: podcast. Maybe people will watch. Yeah, (laughs) vote for us. Subscribe. Click the notifications, please. Help us. (laughs) Help. Uh, You know, with the the ones and ones of viewers that we're getting, apparently.
1: It's okay. People will stumble upon this show later and be like, this is an awesome review. These guys are kind of funny.
0: I should drink more.
1: Yes. Uh, So I'm going to guess, Kidder, is this the spot where we finally get that Grayson Waller effect? Or are they going to use that to split up the two next matches?
0: This is where we get it. But there are commercials for WrestleMania 40 again and the new WWE experience in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And again, AE Rivals returning Sunday on AE. And then, tourism. Visit Western Australia, mate, because that's awesome. <laughs> and now, they basically uh, went backstage, showed the men's chamber participants getting ready. And then a video package. <laughs> <coughs> Good God, these need to be shorter. Um, or put another match. I don't know. Anyway, set up the interview with Grayson Waller on the Grayson Waller effect and all of that. So Austin Theory's in the ring uh, telling fans that he tried Vegemite and it was disgusting. And then Theory was out there. Uh, talking about how other stuff in Australia sucked and the crowd sucked, and then he introduced Grace uh, Australia's own Grayson Waller. Everybody went nuts, and then <clears throat> of course you have the set. So there's the palm trees and chairs and everything, and then Waller came running down to the ring and uh, UFC fighter Ty Tuvasa uh had a shoey which is drinking a beer out of a shoe. Apparently that's an Australian thing. <coughs> so he and uh, the uh, UFC fighter Tai Tuv- Toivasa had a shoey. Yeah. Uh, and then Waller does the Aussie 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 oi 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 many times and then Waller introduces Seth Rollins. People singing along had that going. It looked like he was wearing what you would consider uh, like a backpack material. <laughs> Puffy backpack. That's what Seth Rollins was wearing. It, it was bizarre. He also had sunglasses on that were covering his third eye. Uh, And then Cody Rhodes was introduced, and uh, we got to hear most of Cody's theme song. So, very good. Lots of woes. And uh, right away, Cody's, so Perth, what do you want to talk about? And Waller gets up, no, 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 we need to take time and acknowledge the tribal chief. So throw your ones up. Uh... Rollins was asked who he wanted to fight at WrestleMania. So the chamber matches stacked, doesn't know who's going to win. Rollins said that he had a secret. He claimed he was just days away from being medically cleared to compete. So whoever wins the chamber doesn't stand a chance. Rollins said that it's WrestleMania 40, the biggest WrestleMania of all time. And the world is going to sing his song. Rollins also said he'll put on a show while going over his name. That is Seth freaking Rollins. And Waller says, cool story, bro. And then uh, Waller starts talking to Cody. Saying how they could have had Roman versus Rock. But he claimed that Australia wanted to see uh, that. Cody... Was uh, talking that he's being selfish, and then there were a bunch of Rocky sucks chants. Cody said he was a fan of a fan, that is, of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and fans booed. Cody said that if the Rock was there, he'd call Cody a candy something, a Rudy poo poo, and something about pie. And Wall, Waller said uh, the people are the Cody crybabies. And then Cody says, hey, are there any Cody crybabies here tonight? Everybody, of course, went nuts. Cody talked about why he stepped out of the WrestleMania title match and then stepped back in while reminded Cody that uh, we're talking about the People's Champion. And Cody said, maybe The Rock, if he was the People's Champion. But now, you know, he probably isn't because you actually have to be around the people. Cody said that he had a bit of an announcement himself. Said that The Rock slapped him across the face. Cody said he's wrestling Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40, but until then he is wide open. Cody Rhodes said he wants to wrestle The Rock one on one anytime, any place. Seth Rollins stepped up beside Cody and says he thinks it's time to cut the head off the head of the snake once and for all. Rollins said, there's no such thing as a one-on-one with the bloodline. And so Rollins said, if The Rock takes Cody up on the challenge, Rollins said, you won't be fighting that battle alone. Theory then got in Cody's face, thinking that uh, he would face The Rock, and Theory started shouting, it doesn't matter what you think. Rollins uh, laughed, and then Theory did one more stolen promo, and uh, Rollins then threw Theory into one of the Grayson Waller signs in the ring and busted that up. Cody hit a Cody cutter onto Theory. Rollins hit the stomp on Theory, and a Waller was hiding behind a plant. <laughs> that, that was a good 15 minutes. So, what do you think? The Rock and Cody, night one WrestleMania? And then... Cody and Roman, night two.
1: I don't think it's going to be that. I don't think we're going to get that uh, Rock Cody match. Maybe SummerSlam would be the soonest.
0: Well, he said until WrestleMania.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, if they had, if they had like one more. Premium live event before WrestleMania, I could see it, but I I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to.
0: You mean like Elimination Chamber?
1: No, uh, I I just I don't see it happening. I yeah. it's all great talk, it's all interesting, but
0: we want to see the fighting. We want to see the action.
1: Yeah, and I just don't know with the schedule where you're going to get that, and I don't think you're going to do a night one, night two.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I just. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Guess what? More commercials. WWEShop.com. Visit Perth. See the community. Go down under. And then, more backstage video, watching everybody get ready for the Elimination Chamber match. And then, the Chamber. <laughs> and then, A video package about the Elimination Chamber. All right. It is time for that uh, match, finally. 36 minutes, 55 seconds. I picked Randy Horton. Yeah,
1: and I went with uh, L.A. Knight. Yeah! Seemed like a good idea. Yeah! I do have to say, Kidder, because I've been thinking about this ever since you mentioned the fact that Kevin Owens walked in with a koala. Yeah. I'm so hoping that as you describe this match, that there's a point where Kevin Owens is up on a pod, does a, about to do a dive onto a group of people down below, and before he does, he yells out, Drop bear! That's an Australia thing. and
0: Koala. Yeah. No. Never happened. Yeah. No koala for the match. No koalas in sight. Michael Cole ended up saying koala bear. And then he got yelled at in his ear and had to say, uh, I've been told that it is just a koala. And then Corey Graves goes, yeah, you could have just asked me, you idiot.
1: Yeah. I just want I just, you know, you're in Australia. That would have gone over, you know, before you do a big dive move.
0: Hmm. <clears throat> well KO was the first to come down to the ring Which means that he Is not the last This is all dumb <laughs> uh, Then Bobby Lashley uh, Bobby Lashley's right arm Like his elbow Heavily taped Because uh, Karrion Cross Hit him with a steel chair on Smackdown then Logan Paul came out, booed out of the building. Uh, Logan Paul got to the ring, came up to Owen's chamber. Owen started headbutting the pod door, trying to get out <clears throat> and beat up Logan Paul. Then Randy Orton came down to the ring and got into his pod. Actually, got on top of uh, the pod where uh, Logan Paul was in to intimidate and do the. So that was funny. Uh, Also, Michael Cole mentioned that Orton sets a new record. That this is his ninth Elimination Chamber match. And previously, he was tied with Chris Jericho for eight appearances going into this match. So WWE acknowledging Chris Jericho on a premium live event. Means nothing. They've also been saying, you know, Dean Ambrose and Cesaro and Daniel Bryan and things like that. So it's kind of silly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So they get the four people up there. And I guess Orton climbed onto Bobby Lashley's pod. I was just uh, thinking of douche nozzle uh, Logan Paul for uh, some reason Why I said that. So, first two to battle it out in the chamber, sponsored by Slim Jam, ooh, yeah, are Drew McIntyre and L.A. Knight, yeah! So, again, 36 minutes, 55 seconds, are you ready? Yes, okay. let's kick it in. Okay. Uh, Also to mention that this match will challenge Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 40. (coughs) All right, Drew McIntyre goes right after L.A. Knight, goes with a neckbreaker and a suplex, one, and an elbow drop. Then Drew hits an overhead suplex, two. Knight, across the ring, fans started chanting, CM Punk, CM Punk, and Drew starts laughing. Then Drew mocked the go-to-sleep. Knight avoided uh, the GTS, and Knight used his knees to hit Drew in the back. That is what I was talking about earlier when Michael Cole says, Oh, he's going for the GTS! That's CM see him, Punk's finishing move! And then Corey Graves, five seconds later, after it didn't work, he tried to use him, Punk's finishing <sighs> Knight sent Drew into the barricade after a leap over the top, Knight rammed Drew's head into a, one of the pod doors. Uh, uh, I think it was actually KO's pod. So, uh, L.A. Knight is sitting there ramming Drew into the side of KO's pod. And the, the crowds yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then KO's in there going. And starts at the same time whamming his elbows against the uh, pod. So, there's no give. So, is getting smashed in the middle. It was a pretty good spot. I laughed. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I laughed. Then, right there, uh, we get the countdown clock, and it was screwed up right away, and I was very confused. Who are you eyeballing? No, no,
1: I, this is going back to the earlier bit about now. Oh, yes. You know, because indiscriminate yes. time. Now. All back. <laughs>
0: Yeah. 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 The clock came up. And I was confused because there's a number and then suddenly there's like two meat sticks and then there's a number. And I'm like, what is this? Who did this crap? And and it was like it, it no, I mean it was probably somebody with the the size of his brain. Let's be honest here. Cause anything for ten bucks. Oh, we got to make the Slim Jim theme. Let's make the clock so the number one is two Slim Jims in an X. Because the number one is equal to an X. They they were just trying to, to,
1: to garner the same love and appreciation that we had at the Royal Rumble for C4. Yeah,
0: they failed. Four!
1: We we didn't even talk about that when we did the Royal Rumble but on I for every that. countdown when they were doing the numbers because Five, they had the special graphic for C4 it was like 10,
0: 9 8 and it was in a C4 can. Yep. Yeah. And I don't have one down here so I can't even hold it up. But if you go to our Facebook page, like us on Facebook and scroll down a couple posts and you'll see the C4 can watching the C4 graphic. It's like Inception for wrestling. Yeah. So anyway, Anyway. yeah, we got uh, meat sticks and sponsored by Slim Jim and everything. So KO enters the match. Drew and Knight uh, both get punches. They're exchanging punches. Owens gives Knight a choke slam. (sighs) That was a promise to a -a Make-A-Wish kid he met earlier in the day. Because Owens doing a choke slam is rare. But the uh, little boy... Asked ko to do that in the match so he did it <laughs> way to go ko i knew i liked you no it's not time for the next entry yet <laughs> uh ko sent knight into the turnbuckle and then drew starts battling owens by the turnbuckle owens knocks drew down and then owens hit a frog splash off the top rope gets a two count drew gets a boot up to stop a charging KO, Drew then slammed Knight and Owens hit a code breaker on Drew while landing on Knight, and KO gets two near falls. Drew's on the top rope, both opponents go after him. Drew managed to come back with a crossbody block off the top turnbuckle to knock KO and Knight down. Suddenly, the clock and the meat sticks shows up in the corner. I don't even know what the hell we're doing anymore because it's going 13, 12, two sets of meat sticks, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, meat sticks, zero. (laughs) And to be fair, the two meat sticks... We're over where the single number was, but why are the meat sticks like this in an X? Yes, one meat stick would have (laughs) sufficed, especially because they're the long boys. Anyway, then the top-down view... um, (laughs) Randy Horton! I'd also like to mention that all four of the individuals who were in... The pods, so Logan Paul, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, and KO all had lower rankings than Bianca Belair for WWE 2K24. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, the ratings
1: don't matter. <clears throat> you, had a,
0: you had a comment there.
1: I, I was just going to say, Kidder, uh, and I know we're not that far into this match. We've only had two people all released on the pods. But there's surprisingly a lot more talk about meat sticks in this uh, review that I was expecting going into tonight.
0: Yeah. You never know what you're going to get with WWE or the Triple B. I wish I had meat sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I could snap into a Slim Jim right now, especially if they would sponsor us for a cool $500,000 or whatever WWE got. We'll put a meat stick here, we'll put a meat stick here, meat stick there, there. We'll put a Slim Jim logo there and back there. Hell, I'll paint the back wall red and yellow All a Hulk Hogan meat stick. And a stand-up of Macho Man, ooh, yeah, Randy Savage in the back. Is that pandering? A <laughs> L- little bit, a L- little bit. Uh, call us, Slim Jim. Alright, All right. entrant number four, Bobby Lashley sends Drew right into the turnbuckle. And Then a Bobby Lashley chant hit as Drew hits a kick followed by an overhead belly-to-belly suplex, three, across the ring. Lashley clothesline Drew, toss Drew out of the ring to the padded area. And by padded area, uh, I don't think it's padded, but again, that wood section. Lashley sent Drew's back into the cage a couple times. Lashley keeps working on Drew by the cage until they went into the ring. Drew hits a headbutt, you know, the uh, uh, Glasgow kiss on Lashley. Drew charged, but Lashley spiked him with a spine buster. Gets a two count. Owens hits a super kick on Lashley and another two count. Suddenly, meat sticks appear on the screen again. We got another countdown. Suddenly, it's been enough time, a reasonable enough amount of time, or some stupid thing. Mr. Googly Eyes hit the button. Got to hit the meat sticks. There's two meat sticks, four meat sticks, eight meat sticks. And then, are you. Randy Horton enters the match and clotheslines Owens and then hits a power slam. Orton gives Owens a draping DDT, Yeah, vintage! That was onto the chamber floor. Lashley hits a neckbreaker on Knight and then a flatliner on Drew. Lashley hits a the corner clothesline on Orton, Knight, and Drew. Lashley hits a shoulder tackle to Orton, and Lashley hits a spear on Knight Lashley starts charging, but Drew sent Lashley into the turnbuckle. Tink. Drew rammed Lashley into the turnbuckle at the corner. Orton was grabbing his lower back. Cole is speculating. It's purely speculation that Orton was hurt. But, of course, we don't actually know if Orton is hurt or not. But he was selling the crap out of his lower back, hurting for the rest of the match. And that's partially the area where he had been rehabbing over the past couple years. Knight hit Drew with a DDT on the floor. Orton was back up. A belly-to-belly suplex. Five? Four? Four. Orton, again, favoring his lower back. Uh, Side note, while Logan Paul was in the chamber, he started drawing stuff. He apparently had a marker With him. So he started drawing uh, text Owens sucks and then drew what looked like a turtle, but it was a dude that was supposed to be Kevin Owens. And then remember in like middle school with the S? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? He drew a big one of those on the glass. Okay. Yeah. I hate Logan Paul. (laughs) Uh, So he's the last man in. Right away gets attacked by KO in the pod. KO comes in there, rams Paul into the pod a few times. KO sent Paul into another pod, went through the plexiglass and into the pod. Owens also sent him groin first into the edge of the pod, which was hilarious. Owens then clotheslines Paul over the top onto the outer padding by the ring. Paul hits some uppercuts, but KO came back with a huge clothesline. Lashley comes back into it, tosses Owens into a pod door. Lashley gave the pod a spear and then goes through another one of the pod doors and like out the other side through the other class. <clears throat> Lashley is sitting there. Drew hit the Claymore kick. Drew rolls Lashley into the ring, but Knight kick Drew knocks him down. Lashley was going for the Hurt Lock on Knight. His arms hurt and can't get to it. Uh, gets out of it. Drew hits Lashley with a Claymore kick. Pins Lashley. Bobby is gone. First eliminated. Drew McIntyre. So, yes, Bobby Lashley, the first one eliminated. Just for clarification. All right, Knight starts working Drew over with the running knee and the running knee on Orton as well. A bunch of referees come on into the ring. They're helping Lashley out of the ring because he got blown up and his elbow hurts and uh, all this and that. Knight hits a superplex on Drew. Knight hits the blunt force trauma, the BFT, on Orton. And another blunt force trauma on Drew. BFT oh wait the door is open AJ Styles comes running into the ring with a steel chair He starts smashing Knight with repeated chair shots to the back. Styles gets in there. The door's open to help Lashley, but nobody could stop him. He's got a chair. He's hitting the chair. He's blasting L.A. Knight. Yeah. Repeated shots. Drops the chair. Grabs L.A. Knight. Puts him into the Styles Clash. Onto the steel chair. Drew uses his left arm because he's also dead and a very cheap one, two, three, picking up the pin and eliminating L.A. Knight. Weak. So probably, uh, what do you think there, L.A. Knight, AJ Styles, Mania?
1: Yep, that's what I think we're building to and going to get out of that. So I mean, which is going to be a decent match. So, Yeah. That works. I mean, part of the reason I picked L.A. Knight, uh, since we know I'm not getting a point now, uh, was I felt like it allowed him to do something. He was somebody who wasn't in a program for Mania, was just in a championship picture. So this works. Him versus AJ Styles will be fine. Yeah. Yeah!
0: Oh, okay. So KO hits Logan Paul in a cradle suplex. Five. Onto KO's knee while they were on the mats outside the ring. Owens hits cannonball splashes on Drew and Orton back to back. Owens hits a swanton bomb off the top on Orton. Gets a two count. Owens goes up top, jumps with a swanton bomb again, but Drew got his knees up, blocks it. Drew charged that KO, going for a claymore kick, but Owens hits a pop-up powerbomb on Drew. Owens then goes for the stunner on Paul. Orton jumped over Owens to avoid a powerbomb. Orton hits an RK out of nowhere on Owens, gets a pinfall. Orton continues to favor his lower back. Kevin Owens eliminated by Randy Orton. Down to the final three. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and Logan Paul. Drew and Orton exchange strikes, leading Orton to hit a power slam. Paul sent Orton face to fist face first. Oh, my God! into the turnbuckle. Paul goes up top. Orton stopped him there, punches him. Drew gets back into it, though, with a forearm to Orton's back. Orton starts wincing in pain. Paul goes up top as Drew and Randy exchange strikes, including a neck breaker by Drew, who picked, did the kip up back to his feet. Paul jumped off the pod with a crossbody block onto. A standing Drew McIntyre. Paul then reaches into his tights, jiggles his balls a bit, and pulls out the brass knuckles just like the uh, Royal Rumble. Is that what it was? Yes. Puts them on his hand, and he's laughing, and he kisses said brass knuckles and I'm like dude those have been in your pants for half an hour why did you kiss those but whatever uh, they of course are legal because there's no disqualification and he's inside the ropes not outside the ropes but within the chamber <laughs> Paul posed with the brass knuckles Orton out of nowhere with RKO and a 1, 2 and 3 Logan Paul he go. final two Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. Drew goes for a future shock DDT. Orton gets out of the way. Orton goes for an RKO, but Drew counters that, avoids it. Orton goes for the vintage DDT off the ropes. Orton was favoring his lower back again. Now Orton, uh, you know, turns around and uh, coils as a viper, pounding his arms against the mat. He's ready to go. Drew ends up countering the RKO, shoving, uh, going to the Spine Buster. After the Spine Buster, Drew does the three, two, one. But Orton collapsed, so Drew didn't get to uh, hit the uh, Claymore kick. Orton's still selling the lower back. Drew's laughing about Orton being on the ground. Orton hits RK out of nowhere. Orton is celebrating. Logan Paul, where the hell did he come from? He's still in the damn ring. Hits Orton with the brass knuckles. Knocks him out. Drew comes over, covers him with his right arm. A one, two, and three. Randy Orton eliminated by Drew McIntyre. And the guy who is going To meet Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 40 is the Scottish psychopath, the Scottish warrior, Drew McIntyre. Uh, 36 minutes, 55 seconds. And, Jaco, you don't even have to ask. I'm just going to let it roll. That right there is the screwy finish of the night. Thanks to, but no thanks to DraftKings because... We're waiting for DraftKings to give us some money.
1: Yes. Well, I, I kind of figured that that was going to be the case, especially with everything that happened in this match, that this would be our DraftKings scree finish of the night. <clears throat> so makes me wonder, though, are we going to get – because I, I, I was going – and part of the reason I didn't pick Kevin Owens for this match is I figured we were going to get Owens-Paul again at WrestleMania. I'm now wondering if we're not getting Randy Orton versus Logan Paul. At Mania, or possibly even a triple threat.
0: So, mm-hmm. be interested to see
1: what happens uh, coming out of here.
0: Yeah, probably um, Rollins, McIntyre, obviously Styles, yep. Knight, Paul Orton, good stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Owens maybe in on that. Paul Orton, maybe it's a yep. because because they didn't really settle that. So, <clears throat> yeah. I mean we got time, but yeah, it, it... pieces are being set in place. It's uh. Looking we good. Looking we're good. on the
0: road to WrestleMania. It's 42 days away.
1: Yeah. We should know what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Let's, huh. um, let's get it on.
1: Definitely sounds like a good match, though. Sounds like it was a good elimination chamber.
0: That one was good. I I did enjoy that one because, you know, we talked about the other one and, you know, you can. You can Give your reaction to the oh. other stuff, but yeah, it, yeah, that's my yeah. two cents there.
1: Yeah, I think enough said. Let's uh, let's let's get let's enough bring said. this home. We got we got one more match to cover, one more match.
0: One more match. Oh, wait, <clears throat> there's commercials, Jaco. more commercials. Totally www.shop.com <laughs> We got the commercials here, commercials there. You know, those sorts of things. Yeah. And then, yep. WrestleMania. Philadelphia, 42 days away. <laughs> uh, by the way, 6pm both nights. That's the show start.
1: Interesting.
0: Which means the Pre-show kickoff will be at 4 Central Time. (laughs) Because it's a two-hour kickoff each night. Because why not? Uh, I was partially falling asleep, especially during the Women's Illumination Chamber. I was keeping myself awake. And then for a little while in this match, uh, when it got uh, a little uh, slow. But... um, Got pumped back up, and then suddenly, all hail the king. CCO, the chief content officer, Paul Triple H Levesque, that's how he was introduced, showed up in the ring thanking people for support, thanking Perth for the great show, talking about the arena, how great it was, and thanking everybody for the uh, 52,590 people in attendance. And then a bunch of pyro in the arena, on top of the arena, and in the barges out in the river behind the uh, arena. So that was nice. Ooh. And guess what? It's time for the main event. Been waiting to do that for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax for the women's world championship. This was 14 minutes 35 seconds in length, and I choose Rhea Ripley.
1: Yeah, we both went with Ripley. Uh, this is kind of a no-brainer, especially in Australia. You are not. You are not taking the title off of Rhea. In Australia, I, I mean, I understand that you beat them in their hometown because you build heat. Nia Jax doesn't need heat. She's got go-away heat. <laughs> you know, nobody's really thrilled, uh, usually, with her around. I, so, yeah, I you don't need to add heat to Nia Jax. Let the people go home happy. Or as... Vince McMahon used to say, not that I like to quote Vince McMahon, but uh, back in the old uh, 80s, 90s days, Hogan must pose was kind of the letter of the day. Meaning, he's got to win. You send people home happy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. <clears throat> yeah, that that was um, one of the things. I, I really I- do not like Nia Jax. Um, I don't think she has any talent. I, I don't really know why she's here, but that's neither here nor there because she has a WWE contract and I don't. Oh. <sighs> All right, so Nia Jax, uh, after another video package airs for this, because why not? <clears throat> Nia Jax uh, comes on out. And here we go. Rhea Ripley, huge ovation, comes on down. Everybody is uh, loving it. She's got a special jacket with the Australian flag on the back. And then the championship introductions. Ripley, right away, head scissors, attack, followed by a drop kick. Jax comes back with a running body attack along with a senton splash. Jax splashed Ripley in the corner. Cole said that Ripley had 13, yes, 13 family members at ringside, including her parents and sister. Jax hit a leg drop at Ripley's back. Jax pulled back at Ripley's arms and then stomping the back to send Ripley into the mat. Jax jumped into uh, onto Ripley's back while taunting Ripley's family at ringside. Jax put Ripley on her back into a torture rack position, but Ripley got out of it with the guillotine submission. Jax goes for a splash. Ripley avoided it. Jax hits the mat. Ripley starts chopping away. Jax caught Rhea in her arms, and Jax hit two straight power bombs. Jax then hit a leg drop to the back of Ripley's neck for two. Ripley knocked down Jax by the ropes, followed by Ripley hitting a missile drop kick off the top rope for two. Jax hit a Samoan drop on Ripley who avoided a leg drop and Ripley hit a drop kick on a seated Jax. Ripley went to the turnbuckle. Jax got a hold of her there and Jax hit a Samoan drop off the middle rope for a two count. Jax goes to the ropes but Ripley had Jax on her shoulders and Ripley sent Jax face first into the turnbuckle. Ripley did a bit of an Eddie Guerrero shake on the top rope and Ripley hit a frog splash for a two-count. Ripley tried to hit Riptide, but Jax overpowered her and sent Ripley out of the ring to the floor. Ripley tripped up Jax on the apron, and then uh, Ripley cleared off the top of the commentary table and teased a move. Jax got out of the wet and Jax gave Ripley a Samoan drop onto the... and through the announce desk. Uh... Wait, uh, that came next because um, she hit the elbow drop. But anyway, it, they went through there, so uh, no DQ. Although we have seen that in the WWE rule book before, <clears throat> so they go back into the ring. Nia Jax hits the Anni- annihilator splash for two Jax's finishers right there. So Rhea Ripley kicking out of that, you know, is notable. Uh, Also, speaking of notable, at one point earlier in the match, Nia Jax uh, was going to uh, do one of the the off-the-turnbuckle sits, and Rhea Ripley moved out of the way, and so obviously Nia Jax landed squarely on her butt. The crowd started chanting, My Hole, My Hole, My Hole, as a callback to a couple years ago when uh, she missed a move and landed on the apron of the ring and then screamed, Ah! My hole! Didn't know if he remembered that. but Oh, how do you forget? It's a good, good remembrance. And then I pulled up the clip because why not? <laughs> <coughs> um, all right. Jax headbutted Ripley, knocked her down. A fan had a Nia injured me sign in the crowd. That was also a nice uh, touch as a callback. Jax goes up top. Rhea hits a superplex off the middle rope. Ripley kicked Jax in the face, and Ripley hits the riptide. Gets a pinfall. 14 minutes, 35 seconds. One, two, and three. The winner and still champion. Rhea Ripley. <clears throat> well, I understand where that match uh, went
1: on last. However, I I don't know that it sounds like it was a main event quality match. Mm-hmm.
0: The pyro <laughs> so. made it main event quality. There is there is a crap ton of pyro that went off afterwards. So that oh. absolutely,
1: yeah. I'm just saying, like the match itself. Yeah, the fact that it closed out the show. Yeah,
0: yes. Also, uh, they have returned to doing the video highlight reel of the show. So I, uh, I still enjoy that. Uh, total event time, three hours, 33 minutes. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that includes the kickoff, because it could.
1: Yeah. So,
0: uh,
1: well... That brings us kind of to the uh, to the end and to overall thoughts. And for those who've been keeping score, uh, you know that I did dismal and then been in second place with two correct, uh, which makes means Kidder, you retained bragging rights here at Elimination Chamber with four correct. You did pretty well tonight, good the sir. To yeah, you're the defending champ, so good luck, sir. Good luck. It's WrestleMania. Anything can happen. Uh, But that that brings it up to the the overall final thoughts on this, Kidder. How was Elimination Chamber? What would you score it? Give it a letter grade.
0: I mean, uh, C+. You know, some really good moments. Like, really good moments. And then there were my whole moments. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's a <laughs> pretty good summary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Because it's it's you got the best best of both worlds. Some really good stuff, and then some not good stuff. Let's so.
1: Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the WrestleMania build plays out, and what we end up actually getting as that final WrestleMania card. Um, I'm I'm not terribly sad I missed it, although there are at least two matches on here. I kind of wanted maybe see if i can find highlights at least from because i think they sounded good and uh that, um that i have to add kidder as a final thought uh, junior told me i have to tell you that uh he he has a board game called mickey and the beanstalk and it comes with a beanstalk and he broke it and i'm supposed to fix it but i was at least supposed to tell you about it and talk about it on the show so oh Done. i didn't actually work on fixing it uh because of how things are set up right now and paint dust being a mess um so i didn't work on it but I, I have i have completed my promise to junior i told you how he broke his beanstalk after i'd already fixed it once so we're gonna pin it now it'll be okay and on uh no. That bit of non-wrestling, you know, content, uh, kidder, you've been talking for quite a while, and as is tradition on uh, our wrestling reviews, I get to close out the show with some cheap plugs. And uh, normally it's how well can uh Howard do this after taking a bunch of punishment shots? Now it's how far can Howard get into the cheap plugs before I die of coughing. And it's already building, so this is gonna be around. <laughs> Three words. Perfect. Let's get that last one out, and here we go. If you enjoyed this show, you can find much more content from Beer Blues and BS at our website, beerbluesbs.com. On there, you can find links to all of our good things. I mean, good things. Hey, I know I wasn't drinking a beer tonight, but if you ever want to buy us a beer, you sure can do it there at beer Blues, also you can find if you liked my really cool triple b logo glass hey we have a merch store you can feel free to pick up one of your own see kidder's got his own i had mine first he's a copycat that's the way this goes but there are other great you know pieces it. of <laughs> <laughs> there are other great pieces of merch out there great way to show your support well, we appreciate it we love making this show for you, so please feel free to share back. Let's get her to off to share off the merch. I should also mention the fact that, hey, another way to donate, another place to donate is on Streamlabs. Uh, you've probably seen that link flashing across the bottom or down at the bottom of the screen all night. But on Streamlabs, you can donate. You can become a subscriber. Gives us a little bit of money. Helps us continue to Make the show better. And we also have some more merch there because merch is merch and merch should be everywhere. That's the way this works. Ooh. Yeah.
0: I, good, isn't I'm, it?
1: I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Uh, we are also on the social medias. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, every now and then we post some interesting different comments and comment content over there. So feel free to check that out. We're also on Instagram. So just, again, search for Beer Blues BS. Love it if you give us a like, a follow, and subscribe. And, hey, while you're in the mood for liking, following, subscribing, hitting a thumbs-up button. If you've been watching this live, you've been seeing this on YouTube. Where you could see Kidder's happy, smiling face and me nearly dying of this sinus infection cold. I'm really trying here. Make sure that you, uh, you know, give, give us that like. You know, hit that subscribe button uh, so that you can continue to follow if you enjoyed this this entertaining format of Wrestling Reviews. It's not always so cough-filled. We're not this big of hacks all the time. And, yeah, thank you. Thank you. But hey, maybe you got some traveling coming up. Summer's going to be right around the corner. Uh, local geek.
0: Yeah. If you are traveling, you can listen to the Oscars. <laughs> oh, happy birthday to Local Geek, by the way. Since it is his birthday. A shout-out to him, as he's not ever going to see this. No,
1: because he doesn't watch our wrestling (laughs) content. Uh, But you can listen to the audio version of this show and all of our other content. Uh, We're on every single possible audio podcasting service you can think of, from Spotify to iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, YouTube Podcasts, uh stitcher last fm others that i am not able to remember so hey if you have a podcast service that you like apple Podcasts, hey just feel free download take us with you we're great to listen to in the car we're entertaining and that's what we try to be i think that's pretty much all of the major cheap plugs if i forgot them i'll get them next time that's how this works and that means I get to bring it around for final thoughts. That's right. I'm stealing Kidder's segment from the main show. <clears throat> Kidder, any final thoughts from you this evening?
0: This show was on the road to WrestleMania.
1: And on that great piece of uh, advice and wisdom, he's the man myth, the legend the Mark Kidder. I am here with <laughs> living embodiment of Charlie Brown. I will get my own catch thing <laughs> down one of these times. No, I won't this again try around but i'm howard blues here to tell you keep your glass at least half full hey there'll be free beer tomorrow so come back check in with us then and we'll catch you on that old tuscan road to wrestlemania good night everybody